Welcome back to another edition of the Yeah Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Ram, and I'm joined with Tony, Josh, and Parker. Um, Tony, the college football finals are over. Uh, we have our result, but first, let's hit up some news. Absolutely. Got a lot of got a news, a lot of big news this week. And uh, yeah, so first of all, we'll start with LSU has fired their defensive coordinator, Matt House. Um, addition, in addition, excuse me, they've let go of three other defensive assistants. Uh, so definitely cleaning the house after kind of an abysmal year there. They've also, in recent days, hired Missouri's defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, for the same position. Um, really, really solid, as you saw what they did against Ohio State. And the Cotton Bowl was really representative of what they did all year, so good for LSU. Um, also, some uh, Alabama news. Uh, not Nick Saban yet, but uh, center Seth McLaughlin has uh, he, he entered the transfer portal after the semi the semifinal loss to Michigan, and he recently committed to Ohio State. So, uh, kind of some plus, I guess, there for Ohio State. Uh, also, former Ohio State receiver Julian Fleming will transfer and has committed to Penn State. So staying in the Big Ten, kind of a rival of them. be interesting to see how that goes next year. Um, some big recruiting news for LSU. First of all, they land five-star 2025 running back Harlem Berry. Um, he was the number one ranked running back in the 2025 class. They've also la- uh, landed the 2025 number one overall prospect quarterback Bryce Underwood. Um, so that makes uh, the Tigers officially have the number one quarterback, number one running back, and number one wide receiver of the 2025 class with, with Bryce Underwood, Harlem Berry, and DeCorian Moore, who committed um, in a few months back. Um, and then also some LSU news as well. Wide receiver, no no surprise here, but wide receiver Malik Neighbors announced that he'll be declaring for the draft. He's the number two wide receiver um, on a lot of draft boards. So It'll be a, an early name there. Um, Ohio State get a huge addition. Former Ole Miss running back Quinshawn Judkins um, was a very sought-after name that recently came into the transfer portal, has committed to the Buckeyes. He recently had a um, visit in the past couple of days, so a huge, huge bonus for Ohio State there. Um, also, Oregon's leading re- receptions receiver, Tez Johnson, announced that he'll be re- running it back for 2024 had 10 touchdown catches last year, so big uh, plus for them. Um, some more draft news out of Texas. Uh, running back Jonathan Brooks will be leaving early and declaring for the draft as we talked about him throughout this past season. Really, really good. And then, um, of course, he tore his ACL uh, against TCU on November 11th. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, defensive lineman Byron Murphy is declared for the draft. He's definitely a potential first-round pick and rated as the fourth-best def- defensive tackle. And finally, uh, their tight end, Jatavian Sanders, uh, will be leaving. So three big Texas Longhorns putting their name in the draft. Um, also, I guess we'll go back to the Buckeyes again. Uh, Kansas State quarterback Will Howard committed uh, or has announced that he'll be committing to Ohio State. Recently, he did visit USC, but in the end, he picked the Buckeyes. Um, he also said that beating that team up north is priority number one. So definitely an early uh, way to kind of get some, some fans on your back. Um, some more news out of Ohio State is Buckeyes sack leader Jack Sawyer will return for 2024. Um, also, a 2025 five-star defensive back, Devin Sanchez, recruit, uh, de- he declared for Ohio State. Um, so he is the number two cornerback in the 2025 class. So a big plus there on the defense. 
Uh, the NCAA has granted a waiver for Oklahoma State quarterback Alan Bowman to become eligible to return for his seventh season, uh, transferred from Michigan a few years ago and helped the Cowboys uh, to a Big 12 title game appearance this past season. Uh, he was in the same um, recruiting class as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, just to put that into perspective. Uh, Maryland quarterback Talia Tagovailoa is set to transfer, still needs to be cleared by the NCAA for a extra year of eligibility. Um, so he might be going somewhere else as long as he is cleared. Alabama running back Roydell Williams has entered the portal. He was the second strain uh, back behind Jace McClellan. So definitely kind of looking for some more snaps there. Tulane has landed Oregon quarterback Ty Thompson. So he was Bo Nix's backup um, this past season. So definitely Tulane had a has had a really successful two-year uh, kind of period. And I think uh, Ed and Ty Thompson could definitely help that team some more. Um, Oklahoma have set to hire Jacksonville State defensive coordinator Zach Alley for the same position to replace Ted Roof, who mutually agreed to uh, leave with the university or part ways, I should say. Um, kind of cool news. I kind of did a little bit into why maybe going after Zach Alley, and I guess Zach Alley had connections with Brent Venables when he was an assistant uh, while they were both at Clemson. So that was really cool, and that definitely makes a lot more sense now. Uh, also, USC transfer Malachi Nelson has announced that he will be committed to Boise State. Um, was looking for kind of a blue-collar program and looking to prove himself. So I think a historic addition for the Broncos moving forward. And they will have 18 returning starters this upcoming season. Uh, so definitely they look to be probably a really promising team to look for in the Mountain West. Um, also, we got our 2024 um, College Football Hall of Fame class. Um the first two names were Randy Moss and Alex Smith, two two big legends. Um, if we look at kind of let me but kind of some other notable names on that list, Justin Blackman, wide receiver for Oklahoma State, uh, Tim Couch, who kind of made his name more in college, obviously than the NFL, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, really really great receiver, uh, Toby Gerhardt from Stanford, the legendary Dan Hampton from Arkansas. Steve Hutchinson, uh, the guard from Michigan, um, and Julius Peppers, uh, Paul Puzlesny, um, and I believe that uh, for the players, uh, for the coaches, kind of the only really big one that I think a lot of people would recognize is Mark D'Antonio, obviously was the head coach of Michigan State for a long, long time and helped them kind of revamp. Uh, so back on to a couple more transfer news. Uh, Miami has landed University of Albany quarterback Reese Poffenbarger. Great last name, by the way, uh, in the portal. He led the FCS in uh, passing yards and touchdowns last year, so definitely a bulk for them. We'll see how he kind of translates to uh, FBS and kind of Division One. but uh, I guess at the end of the day, a good addition there. Um, Ohio State president has backed uh, Ryan Day in the – Last coming days, he said he has no plans to fire Day despite third straight loss to Michigan this past year. However, I think this upcoming season could be a definitely a prove-it year, and that could definitely influence a future decision on that matter. Um, Washington sophomore wide receiver Jalen Polk has declared for the draft as well. Um, just a sophomore, so definitely could have a couple wrinkles in him, but I think he's still going to be a really, really good player there. Um, and then finally... We'll get to some Alabama news here. First of all, uh, defensive coordinator Kevin Steele is set to retire. He is finishing his third stint in Alabama. 
Um, Steele just completed his 40th year in coaching, and uh, the 66-year-old has decided to call it a career. Steele's um, replacement shirts and still in progress. And then obviously, the news of the day, um, they will be also looking for a new head coach as the legendary Nick Saban has retired as well. Six national championships with Alabama, one with LSU, over 200 wins with Bama, uh, and put really an indescribable mark on college football and and really just the football world in general. Um, brought Bama back, and honestly, truly, what he did, I, I don't think can be said and can like combined like in words. So, thank you, Nick Saban, for uh, for your generous contributions to college football. But that's really the uh, that's all the bulk of the news that I got. Sorry, that was a lot. No, that's that's good. I like the little uh, shout out to some of those names. Just when you said Justin Blackman, I just got a flash of you know old prospects. <laughs> and you said Toby Garrett yeah. too. But yeah, the, the topic uh, right. of the day, Nick Saban retiring. I mean, that's just showing the the end of an era for college football. And we also had similar news in the NFL that Parker will go over as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, well, let's go over to the national championship. So. Michigan completing their perfect season, going to 50, 15 and 0 uh, with their thirty four to thirteen win over over Washington. Um, Penix he was beat up the entire game; <laughs> he wasn't able to get too much of a rhythm. And uh, Michigan they were just kind of running the ball really well and played really really good football overall. Those are my thoughts uh, on the game uh, itself. But uh, Tony, uh, don't mean to push it back to you here, but. Uh, any any thoughts on this Michigan? You can talk about the game if you want, and also maybe the season if if that's what you feel. But um, you can go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts here. Definitely, I I would say a, a really perfect performance. I'd say for Michigan, for what it's worth, really held Washington to very small plays, not really allowing any big plays. I thought um, defensively, their blitzing was perfect. Um, there was multiple and countless replays where if you saw. Plays would have lasted one to three seconds more. Um, there were wide receivers that were pretty well open down the field, um, but uh, they they timed it perfectly, and it forced Penix to kind of have to throw it quick, not really allowing him to stand in the pocket and do a, what kind of he's been able to do all year. Um, Blake Corum, another great performance, two more touchdowns on the ground. Also, Donovan Edwards with two huge runs as well for them. Um, Washington really, really struggled on third down. I think they were like 0 for 8 or 0 for 9 before they got their first uh, conversion. Um, it was, uh, I think, 17 to 17 to 10 yeah, at halftime. Um, Washington got the ball to come out in the second half. Kind of could have been a very pivotal moment. Um, and instead, Penix kind of, while he was throwing, kind of his lineman kind of spiked him on accident. And he didn't get a lot as he was trying to throw the ball away. It was picked off. Luckily, Washington, uh, for their sake, Washington did force just a field goal, but it seemed like they never really could drive down the field very well. They could kind of like get to midfield, and then that's kind of where Michigan would really start upping the pressure and really forcing some bad throws by Penix. Um, great. I mean, as, as a Buckeye fan, obviously this definitely stinks, but, I mean, Michigan, they were the best team all year. They proved it again. And uh, Jim Harbaugh might be um, going off into the sunset as a national champion. Uh, Josh, do you got any thoughts on this championship game? Uh, uh, just a few, I guess. Um, not a particularly great game. I mean, at one point, like, I, I was personally rooting for Washington, even though I thought Michigan would win. 
and it's like 20 to 13 at one point, and you're thinking, man, if Washington can just get one drive, we've got a tie game going into halftime or coming out of halftime somewhere there in the middle eight, and it's like they, they might be able to make it a game, you know? And it just felt like, uh, I don't know, Michael Penix, it felt like he was just missing throws that he he makes a lot of the time. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, his offensive line certainly didn't help him any. Um, but also, like, Michigan might be the worst undefeated team of all time. Like, nothing about this team impresses me. Like, I guess they have big bodies and a good running game, solid defense. But, like, J.J. McCarthy was 10 of 18 for 140 yards, no touchdowns. Like, I, I don't know. It just I, Maybe this was just a down year for college in general. It's like, man, you take any other undefeated champion in the playoff era, and I think every single one of them is a six, seven-point favorite over this Michigan team. So it's like... I don't know. They, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way college is at this point. You find a quarterback that can run the system. You know, don't turn it over and run the ball well and make throws when you have to. And it, I mean, it seemed to work for them. You know, uh, Blake Corum had over a hundred yards rushing and two touchdowns. So, uh, I don't know. I mean. This is this was one of the first natties I feel like there was in the past couple years where I quite legit did not watch the entire game. Like uh, I don't know if it's just like I don't think it's a star power thing or like I guess it's just because like you just kind of had the feeling like ah eh, Michigan's gonna win oh well you know and like even last year in the Georgia blowout of TCU. You're almost like, holy cow, this is insane to be happening in a natty. And I stayed tuned in. But this game, also, you throw in the fact that they put it on a Monday night, on a work night. And by the fourth quarter, when it's a multiple possession game, it's like, all right, yeah, like I'm going to bed, you know? Um, and I know overall, like it, it still did pretty good in terms of numbers. They had like $2 million more than last year, but it just didn't seem like that much of a, a thriller to me. You know, but uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, Josh, you're not wrong. You're, I mean, if you look back at some of these quarterback performances of winning teams in the national championship, you you don't really expect a 10 for 18, 140. Um, but I guess that goes to show, I mean, Michigan had a recipe to run it down Washington's throat. And I mean, it was 21 carries for Blake Corum and Yet, their other running back, Edwards, he was able to get those long touchdowns. So their recipe was just to run it down their throats, and it worked. Um, And then they were able to get some timely turnovers in the second half as well. Not the fireworks that we were expecting, um, maybe not expecting, but that we're used to in the national championship, uh, which I do agree with you there. Um, And yeah, the whole timing situation is a little bit off for me as well. Um, But yeah, that's that's all I had. I think um, Jim Harbaugh, I think he's done in Michigan. A lot more players as well. Key players for them are are going to be moving on. So we'll see what... I think there was a ranking that came out in Michigan. was, I think, uh, fifth or sixth, something like that. But they were uh, number one um, starting next year. So that goes to show that, you know, maybe Jim Harbaugh is not back. I think he's going to take an NFL job. And then, uh, obviously, their quarterback, running back, and 
um, their star power on defense will be uh, going into the draft. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Parker, any, any final thoughts on this game here? Uh, I mean, I thought what Josh said uh, pretty, uh, sim summed it up pretty good. I, I really liked what, what he had to say. Yeah, um, I guess we're not, we're not thrilled about the, the game itself, but um, we can go into the overall picks that we had, um, you know, tracking this from, from week one. Um, this huge spreadsheet going all the way down to the finals. Um, let's start with second and third place because we had a tie. <laughs> Things are getting a little interesting here. And when I tell you, when I go to the NFL side, it's even crazier. We had a tie for second and third place. And those two individuals are Josh and Tony. They are the ones that tied. They had 48 points each. Um, I guess we can go to the winner. The winner of the college football predictions is me uh, with 50 points. <laughs> 50 points. I think that's back to my, hey, I needed to win something this year. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah they're winless with everything else. So I, I, I gotta, gotta win something. Uh, Barker, you had forty-five, but um, very close this entire race. I don't think it was down to the national championship, but uh, these playoffs, I think I went uh, four for four, so that definitely helped my case for sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's the predictions for the, the NCAA. We will um, probably stop talking college football unless we have some news. Obviously, the off-season stuff that we like to do. I do want to do that again with the senior bowl and the combine stuff. Uh, Josh, I think I can give you access to this uh, sheet as well. You can give us some fun stats like you did last time as well. Um, if you are, um, down for that. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it. We're going to close the book for college football and it's a sad, sad ending because it's over, but we will, uh, hop over to the NFL side where Things are just getting started here. We have the playoffs on the horizon, but we had a week 18 that we can uh, go ahead and talk about. We'll start with some uh, two Saturday games, uh, pretty interesting games. The first one um, in some crazy weather and some crazy rain, the Steelers taking down the Ravens 17 to 10. Um, and then the fun one, the Texans taking down the Colts uh, 23 to 19. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, we can talk uh, about after the schedule here. And then we will go to the Bengals, Tony, closing the year off strong, 31-14, to 14, uh, moving them to 9-8. and eight. They will not be making the playoffs, but um, they are going to be uh, going out with a win. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, honestly, for what it's worth, um, a good performance and kind of a good feeling to go out um, this way. Obviously, we won't, you know, you want playoffs, especially when you kind of think about what we've been able to accomplish the last couple of years, but with all the injuries and just kind of the uh, inconsistencies, nine and eight. Obviously, I, I picked the team to finish. Uh, I think ten and ten and seven um, at our worst. So again, just a little bit below that. But again, I didn't factor in obviously some huge injuries. But anyways, getting back to the game, um, Joe Mixon had another really really great game on the ground. Um, Jake Browning, just the one turnover, but did throw three touchdowns. Um, Jordan Battle got his first uh, career interception, so that was really cool to see. Um, and the defense really just played lights out. Um, I, like the rounds got two two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but by that and it was thirty one to nothing. So I was I was kind of shocked at that. I mean, again, I know we kind of talked about uh, a lot of teams kind of resting their players, but um, still to just kind of see um, a good performance like that to kind of end on a, a positive note, as I kind of mentioned, is uh, is nice and uh, to get to see a. Yossi Voss uh, kind of back in the end zone. That was really cool for him as well. 
Um, I think it's been a really, really successful uh, rookie campaign for him. Um, and just kind of, yeah, just kind of glad to see everyone kind of end on a positive note and playing ball. So big aspirations for 2024, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting with the the Bengals because uh, Jake Browning. I mean, does this guy have some uh, trade value? I'm, I'm sure he would for some teams because he he's looked like a starter. He might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. They have a big off season ahead of them as well uh, with Jamar Chase and T Higgins to see what they want to do there. But uh, also maybe their defensive coordinator taking a head coaching spot. So um, a lot of yes. moving pieces for for the Bengals, Tony. I'm sure you'll be. Uh, on top of it, but uh, moving on, we will head to Detroit where the Lions took down the Vikings and uh, well, they already clinched the NFC North title. Um, they're just making the record a little bit better now. Uh, 12 and 5 ending the year uh, with the 30 to 20 win over the 7 and 10 Vikings. Um, I didn't write anything down for this game except for one thing, and that is just to extend JJ. We got to find a way to get it done. Um, I know we have cap space, but um, it's going to be a mass contract. There's going to be moving pieces. We have a big offseason ahead of us with a lot of unknowns throughout the roster, and I'll go uh, you know, through that a little bit more in the offseason because it should be fun. It should be really fun um, to see what this team can do, especially with the 11th pick. I wish it was a little bit um, sooner. I was hoping for the 9th pick, but 11th is what we get, uh, typical Vikings fashion. Uh, but yeah, nothing really on this game. Our defense kind of imploded. We'll see what happens with Brian Flores, if he's going to take a job. Um, excited to see Ivan Pace this year. It's been a fun year to watch an undrafted free agent kind of insane, um, you know, outperform all the other um, front seven guys, rookies in the league. Um, maybe linebacker-wise, I don't know about edge or defensive tackle, but uh, really, really Im- impressed with Ivan Pace, and I look forward to seeing him, what he can do for our defense. But um, yeah, offensive-wise, Nick Mullins got the start. Uh, he was all right. Honestly, he was throwing... Um, he was throwing touchdowns, at least, to Addison and JJ. It was fun to see some touchdowns being scored on our final game. Um, but really, the story of this one is how many injuries the Lions came out with. Um, Parky, you might want to talk about it as well. But I'll, I'll mention one, that's just pretty, which is pretty key. Sam Laporta uh, going down with a knee injury. I don't think it's serious, but you know the whole controversy of playing guys when it really doesn't matter. When really it did matter, they had a chance for the second seed, so... Um, I don't I don't want to give Dan Campbell flack for that. I think he was just trying to get the best seed and have his guys play hard. And that's the consequence when uh, you, you play guys sometimes. They get injured. So, um, yeah, that's that's it for me for the Vikings. Uh, some fun fireworks, but overall, um, a terrible, terrible season. Uh, we go to 7-10. and 10. I think that's one game um, below where I predicted. I said our floor was 8-9, and nine, and our ceiling was a wild card spot playing the Lions as a 9-8 and eight team. So I was hovering. Uh, between eight and nine wins, we had seven. So uh, a little bit off there, but uh, moving on, the Titans, they spoiled the Jaguars' season. And I mean, spoiled pretty hard. The Jaguars were, I think, the division leaders for the entire season, and it just came crashing down here. Titans take it 28-20. to 20. Uh, Some news there with their head coach. Um, but moving on, the Patriots uh, going down to the Jets. I think it's one of the first Jets wins in um, in New England in a long time. They went 17-3 to in a uh, winter wonderful, uh, well, Winter Wonderland game, I should say. Um, and then the Saints um, dropping a big whooping on the Falcons, 48-17 to with some crazy controversial <laughs> plays at the end. That was really interesting to, to watch and listen uh, to. But then the Buccaneers, they stay alive and they win the division with a 9 to nothing 
um, victory over the Panthers. I think it's the second time the Panthers have been shut out. Um, so they have a lot to do in the offseason. And then the Bears, Parker, uh, going down to the Packers. The Packers get a playoff spot. Um, and Jordan Love has a, has a pretty good game here, 17-9 to at home against the Bears. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, like I know, I I definitely talked it up all week, um, but then uh, really settling into things, uh, I should have just expected that uh, this that that was going to happen. I mean, it's been what we're like zero and ten against them in the last uh, five years, so I mean, it's it's been a rough go of things, and uh, I shouldn't have really expected anything differently for for Gassy, uh the inside Green Packer uh, double agent, just calling one of the worst game plans I think I've ever seen in my life against that team, um, which isn't really too shocking because every time we that he's been on the team and we play him, we just get absolutely dusted. It's like he's just like leaking information off or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, this one wasn't close. We uh, could never force them to punt the ball. Uh, Jordan Love is through all over the field. Um, again, so Austin put the Cronin in position. So combine all those uh, things together, that's what, that's what you're going to get. So, Shout out to uh, Santos for you know making field goals again. That's that's pretty much the highlight of this game. So yeah, I feel you there. We both have the same record, so not the same pick though. Uh, you guys have the number one, and we have I have a lot another one for that. that. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, uh, moving on, we will end the Raiders and Broncos season at, as well. Twenty-seven to twenty, or sorry, twenty-seven to fourteen. The the Raiders take that one at home. Um, and then the Giants taking down the sliding Eagles. This is getting scary for them at this point. 27 to 10. Um, I don't think they play Jalen Hurts or the starters in the second half, but still they haven't looked good at all. Um, the Seahawks coming back from a deficit uh, in Arizona. They come back at, with a two-point conversion at the end. Take down the Cardinals 21 to 20. Some insane news coming out of Seattle as well. We'll go over that later. Um, and then the Chiefs taking down the Chargers 13 to 12. whoop de doo and then we had the Rams take another Niners uh, off the road with uh, Carson Wentz, 21 to, to 20. I think that's, yeah, we just had that score with the, the Hawks and Cardinals game. That's interesting. Um, and then the Cowboys taking down the Commanders, 30 to 10. They clinched the NFC East division. Um, and then, Josh, the game of the week um, wasn't in the Dolphins' favor. They go down to the Bills, who are the, um, I think they they secured the second seed in the AFC, I believe, uh, with their 21 to 14 victory uh yeah a frustrating loss but i'm also not surprised uh dolphins in prime time and uh bills seem to be their uh kryptonite as of lately um all things considered i would say our defense did a pretty good job i feel like uh holding the bills to 14 offensive points two touchdowns i'd say that's really good uh, especially considering we're down to like four or five starters at this point. The injuries are insanely significant. It's it's brutal, honestly. We've lost I, I really do think we've lost six or seven starters on defense. And for the Bills, they made a stat that uh they've had the same offensive line start all season. The Dolphins have had twelve offensive linemen uh start. There's only five offensive linemen on the line, and we've started 12. Um, so the the injuries are just piling up at this point. Uh, and that's not an excuse because, like I said, our defense 
they did get enough turnovers to really keep us in the game, but uh, the offense that just couldn't really get going, you know. And I don't know in a in a tight game like this, uh, you know, our offense put up fourteen, their offense put up fourteen, and a punt return, special teams play, ends up being a difference maker. And uh, in close games, like that's usually what the difference is, right? Like it's a punt return here, a muffed field goal, or, you know, like it's it's special team stuff. And so I I think uh, our special teams coach has been here for a while, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it might be time for a change there. Sanders has actually been pretty good, um, but uh, I think at one point last year when he was struggling, calls for the special teams coach, hey, we're a little louder. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I think uh, – a change might be needed there. Obviously, we can't do much mid-season or late season, especially with playoffs around the corner. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think for the future, we would have to look into that. And then, like I said, the offense just couldn't get going. And to a 17 of 27 for 173 with a touchdown and two picks. And the late-game interception, you're trying to force it to chase Claypool of all people because guess what? Tyreek and Waddle are both not playing at that point in the game because injuries. And so we have to go to Claypool and he, he either runs the route wrong or to a just, I don't know. Like, like I said before, when you run your offense off of anticipation and timing, if you're off, you can be way off and it can look pretty bad. So it's frustrating um, that we struggle. I I just saw that uh, the New England Patriots beat more teams with winning records than the Dolphins did this year. Our only win against the team with the winning record was the Cowboys, who coincidentally also struggled away from home. Uh, so, and it took a last second field goal to beat them. So, uh, definitely frustrating. Uh. Because it, it, like, to some extent, it's almost like I don't even know what I could tell anybody to do. Like, it's just injuries, you know? You can't control those. So it's not like the GM screwed up, you know? Like, technically, I guess you can blame McDaniel. I I think we had, like, 16 rush attempts in the first half and, like, three in the second or something. I don't know. It's weird. He, he abandons the run, not when we're down all the time but when we're up and like I get it we we ran it like three times and we had maybe six yards total so it wasn't really working but they just completely gave up on it and I feel like we got a little predictable and and, you know all of a sudden you look at our offense in the second half and there's a streak where it's punt punt interception punt punt it's like we just couldn't get anything going. So it's uh, frustrating, but I feel like uh, we're still we're still learning. I don't know. It's the tough spot to be in as a team where you feel like you're in your window, but you've kind of got a young head coach and you've got injuries like we do. So uh, just keep battling through it, hoping for the best. I'm not super upset with the loss just because a win would have meant we had to play the Bills in Miami again next week. 
Uh, so, I know the matchup at Kansas City in 10-degree weather is going to be awful for a team from Miami. But we, I don't know, we went toe-to-toe with them in Germany. So, who knows, you know, we'll see. Yeah, the injuries you mentioned, Josh, it's just unbelievable. They're getting guys like Van Ginkle that was supposed to be playing a big role with injuries and now injured himself. So I, I feel that, man, it's tough. It can really screw up a, a team's trajectory. So, um, hey, at least your team's still the, the team out of all of ours to be playing this weekend. So uh, they still got a shot. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for the schedule, and we will go over the picks. So... I tallied the regular season up. We'll do our own separate um, picks for the postseason. But for the regular season, again, we had a tie for second and third place. And it was between John and Tony. So I, I got I to gotta hear from you guys. What's going on? What? What's, no. You guys had, both had 138 picks correct to the T. What's going on? Oh, Talk to me here. I don't know. I guess it's just it's the it's the it's the classes game. I mean, Josh and I uh, we think alike. Um, we're we're really snazzy like that, and we kind of we share some picks on the side. I guess something. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I do feel like there's a lot of times where me and Tony are on the same same wavelength. So that that is wild that it happened twice though. Like right. no offense, I'm happy that we tied for a second. But like, right. dang, I really. I really wanted that first place trophy, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys know. So the 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 winner here had 147. So, uh, Josh, I I'm really interested to see your your um fun stats. You know, like who went in with who. I'm sure you and Tony uh, went in with some picks together, <laughs> got them right, and all that. But I want to see all the other stats as well. The um <laughs> the last place is gonna be Parker again. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> off hey, hey, yeah. things are bad out, okay i need to win i need to win here okay i have had a miserable phase for year parker i had sorry parker had 134 i had 147 i am not rigging this i promise wake waste no i'm not uh i'm not good any um yeah so we'll look to tally up the postseason see what we can do here parker i'm sorry buddy but um i'll let you take the new segment away Yeah. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> we can start the uh, new segment off with uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, I don't know if you want to say retiring or moving up to a office position role or whatever have you. Um, obviously, the uh, big uh, news of the of the you know week finishing that you know the Bears are on the clock. <laughs> And, uh, you know, this whole quarterback controversy, which we can, you know, get into in a later week, but uh, the Bears obviously on uh, the clock now that the uh, season's over. Uh, uh, Giants and Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator, uh, part ways, uh, reporting in the middle of the season. uh, They were kind of pissed off at each other or whatever. And uh, obviously it came to fruition at the end of the season. And um, it's going to be a new defensive coordinator somewhere else. Um, apparently there was, uh, was a report that uh, they're going to be banning Stafford jerseys at, at the Lions game. If that's true, uh, you know, it doesn't shock me coming from uh, Detroit, but, uh, 
Yeah, that's just a, a little funny thing. But apparently, Ahmad Ra said that uh, that uh, they weren't doing that. But you know, who knows? But, um, let's see here. There was a lot of uh, a lot of news uh, coming out today. Um, obviously, Luke Getzey, uh, sh- Chicago, kind of uh, celebrating in the streets uh, that we are yeah, canning uh, that double agent. Luke Getze, who sabotaged uh, the Bears for the last two years. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it comes to no shock to me, um, you know, as a Bears fan, that uh, he is fired. Um, you know, we talked a, a lot about Matt Eberflus, you know, this season. And it's not shocking that uh, it's not really shocking that um, he is brought back, uh, being that the, the defense was really good and the. Uh, <laughs> The defense is really good, and uh, they you know they were playing pretty good at the end of the season. And um, you know, obviously, you know, we have got to replace a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator, so uh, that's kind of a lot to do, to uh, you know go over there. But um, that could be you know on a different podcast. Uh, but he's gone. Uh, Titans player Mike Vrabel, uh, he's gone. Uh, that's probably one of the more shocking ones of the season. Uh, you know, uh, the end of the season here. Uh, TJ Watts could be missing the game uh, this weekend with a knee injury. Um, Dennis Allen, you know, expected to be back. Uh, that's no shocker. Um, defensive coordinator for the Jags, uh, Caldwell, gets fired. And they fire all other members of staff. Oh, uh, with the Luke Getze, uh situation as well, uh, they fired pretty much every offensive uh, staff member um, as well. So, uh, total overhaul to the offense in Chicago, uh, which has probably been long, long overdue. Um, the there's a lot of just um, interview requests. Forty uh, uh, ers is uh, Wilkes, uh, defensive coordinator, is getting a, a request to interview with the Chargers. Uh, they're one of the more highly touted ones, I would say, um, across the league. I think uh, Harbaugh. Belichick kind of linked uh, to that team. Um, we had a huge um, kind of news with the uh, Jameis Winston, like rushing, uh, you know, the ball with uh, Williams to get him his first touchdown of the season and how that uh, thing kind of transpired. And I just think that, you know, it's it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's the end of the season, like it's the last play. It's fine. Like like Jameis said, they returned it to the one yard line. So if he would have scored, where they where they ran out of the field and tackled him in the end zone because he scored a pick six, I mean, probably not. So you know, it's it's fine. I think. Uh, obviously, Laporta's hurt. Uh, maybe gonna be playing. Uh, Bills Davis, uh, wide receiver, sprained PCL, not considered serious. Uh, we'll see if he laces him up this weekend. Um, X-ray shows no fracture in Jalen Hurts' finger. Obviously, he's going to be playing um, this weekend. Uh, Bill Belichick, uh, that's kind of news we haven't heard yet. Um, it's probably going to be staying, I feel like, this this late in the game. Um, Commanders fire, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Uh, his boat done flipped over uh, at this point. Uh, they're going to be moving on from him. Um, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith. Goodness gracious, that's a tongue twister there. Uh, 
he's going to be fired after three straight seven and ten uh, seasons. Oh, that's not really shocking. I feel like it's like the new uh, Jeff Fisher when it comes to just consistency of being mid. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much most of the news. Unless uh, you guys have anything else? No, I would say we should hear about Belichick soon. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, and I heard Mike McCarthy's seat could be a little hot if they do lose to the Packers, so we have some insane games coming up. Before that, I always screw up the order here. Um, Tony, do you have any final thoughts on the week here? Sorry to go back, but uh, any final thoughts? Uh, definitely. Uh, um, I, I want to shout out the Rams again. I, I think they continue to fight tough. Again, the 49ers are playing a lot of um, backups and things like that since already clinching the number one seed. But, I mean, man, I thought Carson Wentz played really, really great. Uh, I did not expect that from him, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't want to bring this up again, but I have to just because I kind of want to give myself a little bit of credit on this one. I was the only one that obviously picked the uh, the Packers. Um, I've been literally traumatized by Chicago traveling to Lambeau Field. It just It's a memory in my head that I've, I've seen way too much and it for me that's always just a game that it it just seems like it's an automatic loss i the last time i really can recall them winning in lambo like was either the josh mccowan year or the thanksgiving uh special game where jay cutler like let the late drive or something there the packers like got a fourth and goal but anyways um Shout out to the Bucks. Rob's favorite player, Tracy Porter, got the uh, game ceiling interception. That's right. That was pretty. Cool. My, my my season's even ruined even more. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you won both the regular season titles. Tracy Porter, Tony. Tracy Porter. That is our championship. I didn't even have to bring it up. I'm sorry. Uh, also, Ron, we uh, we watched a cracker of a game on Saturday night. Uh, the Texans and Colts. That was the fantastic one. CJ Stroud lighting it up. Also, the question, well, not questionable, but just the, uh, I don't know, just the like the way that they kind of executed that fourth down play the Colts did on fourth and one. Um, ugh, just kind of tough way to lose that and kind of that way. But a uh, huge win for the Texans, obviously. Uh, C.J. Stroud doing some big things as a rookie. Shout out to him, 4,000 yards. Could possibly, most likely going to be, I would say, the rookie of the year just because he's a quarterback. Um, but we'll see. I mean, could happen. Uh, Josh, do you have any uh, thoughts here for the week? Uh, honestly, man, not not really. I feel like, uh, like you know, a handful of games were like, you, you like, Half the starters aren't playing. Guys are getting rested. Some teams are shutting guys down because they know the season's over. So it's like, unless you have a fantasy championship on the line, which I feel like I had one, unfortunately. But, like, you know, like, there's not a whole lot of reason to tune in unless you know that something huge is on the line, I guess. You know, so it's kind of just a, uh, all right, we getting uh, ready for playoffs. Yeah, I, I feel that, but I, I tuned in, man. Hey, the Saturday games, I, I have a note from that one. I think the Steelers have a decision to make with Rudolph because he's been playing so well. I think he 
he's as of the year. I, I don't think he's lost a game as a starter, as a uh, you know, as a Steelers starter right now. So they got some interesting decision decisions to make, especially with Kenny Pickett, because it's, I don't think it's going to be a you know a, a quarterback one, quarterback two relationship. Kenny is going to obviously want to get starting reps, and if not, who knows? He may request a trade. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too far ahead, but. The Steelers have been looking really, really good with Mason Rudolph. So uh, they, they have a decision there. Um, CJ Stroud, Tony, like you said, was unbelievable. I, I think what makes him so special um, and puts him into the top fives, uh, for for me at least, is his throws under pressure. You know, being able to not, you know, just run for it, which is not a bad idea, but, you know, you probably get more yards throwing the ball deep than, than trying to run it. Unless you're, you know, guys like Lamar or Justin Fields. But CJ Stroud under pressure, he was throwing some dimes. Like, he was unbelievable under pressure. I think the Colts have one of the highest pressure rates um, for their defense the entire year. So we knew that it was going to be one of those games where CJ Stroud needed to make his throws. And under pressure, he delivered big time. So, um, yeah, he's he's deserved this. And I think he's going to get the offensive rookie of the year like we talked about. But, yeah, quick shout out to Derek Carr. I know I like to poop on him all the time, but uh, he's played well. Uh, he played well to end the season. Um, he saved Dennis Allen from getting fired, but it's going to inevitably inevitably happen next year sometime. I don't know, maybe three, four weeks into the season. We'll see. But uh, Derek Carr playing well, probably what the Saints want to see uh, going into next year. Uh, they do have some uh, major, major money problems as well. But Arthur Smith being heated at Dennis Allen, we talked about it. It was just kind of fun to see a coach get angry. You don't see it often, but. Uh, yeah, apparently Arthur Smith thought it was gutless. Um, we all have our opinions there. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence, like I said, the Jaguars had the division um, pretty much locked up the entire year. They they weren't giving it away. And then last second, man, they, 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 they stink it up in Tennessee. And Tony, me and you were talking about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, he's had injuries. He's had multiple injuries, like shoulder, ankle, whatever. He's had like three injuries in like the past three weeks. So I don't know if that's going to be, you know, the reason why his production was so poor. Um, and when I say poor, I don't mean like bottom tier, but I've seen some comparisons with him and Mac Jones and like it's blown me away. He has not lived up to the constant hype he gets, which I understand he's a good good prospect it's just I, we haven't seen it we haven't seen it just yet have we um and another season where they'll have to ponder you know trevor lawrence because he's gonna have to get signed soon enough so he's gonna have to start performing um i think next year is gonna be a make or break it year for him um and obviously christian kirk being back for that offense is gonna be huge because once he uh went down that whole offense was just not the same so uh that's all i had Berker. anything you got here Um, not really. Um, you know, just kind of a, I guess, you know, sad way to end the season, but kind of expected way to end uh, the season. Uh, kind of just ready for the playoffs and now uh, kind of just ready for, for the whole draft process. And I guess that's just because we have the first overall pick and I want to see if we do indeed trade it. I and mean, we have so many things that we are looking at. So, you know, like the playoffs are kind of just happening. Yeah. Yeah, the the off season to me is going to be a fun one. I I honestly can't wait. Uh, Josh, do the do the Finns finally have a first round pick this year? Um, 
oh man, if we do, it's going to be like so late. I haven't even like kept up. Like we threw so much for Tyreek that it's like, I'll be honest, I don't even know. Like if we do, it's a late first. So it's like, it's, I don't know what our options are going to be at that point. I think they do. According to, actually, I think we do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Because I watched yeah. the mock draft and uh, the they mocked us to draft like an offensive lineman, which made total sense to me. So, hey, you can start scouting like us for the first round. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, so we have the playoffs on the horizon, but we also have another, yeah, guys, fantasy football champion to announce. Josh, let's send it back to you. You want a fantasy championship? You want to go over your team? You can give us your, uh, you know, quick rundown of who you had and. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, real quick. So my team, um, my roster at quarterback, I had uh, Dak Prescott and Justin Fields. Uh, I think Dak was a waiver wire pickup, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I picked him up off of a waiver uh, October 25th, and uh, he ended up being a third-ranked fantasy quarterback. So that was a huge pickup. Uh, I had Kyron Williams at running back, Saquon Barkley, uh, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Najee Harris, Gus Edwards. Uh I didn't draft all of those guys. I think I actually drafted wide receiver heavy, but I had a lot of guys offer me trades for uh, uh, some of these wide receivers, and they offered running backs, which, you know, with the injuries, I was like, well, I'll, yeah, I'll absolutely trade for running backs. You know, the way that, like, at one point, it felt like they were dropping like flies, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'll absolutely take a couple extras just in case. Um, at the wide receiver position, I had Tyreek Hill uh, and Devontae Adams and Brandon Ayuk. Um, tight end, I had Jake Ferguson and Dallas Goddard. Uh, defenses, I had the Jaguars defense and the Jets defense. I don't think I carried both of them all season. I think one of them was a later pickup. And then as far as the uh, kickers, I had... Brandon Aubrey, who finished as the number one kicker in the in the league, so um, I think uh, the deal with him, I think I actually got lucky. Uh, I checked like week three of waivers, and Brandon Aubrey was like the number one or number three ranked kicker, and so I was like, you know what, maybe it's worth me picking picking this guy up, right? Um, and so so I did. And uh, it that's another one that ended up working out for me. Um, I think, uh, let me see if I can, I, I would love to see, I know I can pull up who I drafted, because uh, like I said, it's not the same as uh, who I traded for. But okay, I have my trades. Um, I'm trying to see if this is in order. Okay. I found my transaction history. Yep. Uh, um. I added Kyron Williams off of waivers. Uh, dropped Adam Thielen. Well, one kind of, eh. Um, well, the, the Kyron Williams pickup was huge. Dropping Thielen maybe wasn't the best. Um, but uh, I traded uh, DK Metcalf away to get Brandon Ayuk. Um, 
I traded Roshad Johnson and Raheem Mostert, and I received Anthony Richardson and Najee Harris. In hindsight, this was probably a bad trade, maybe not a great one. Um, obviously, you can't predict the ADR injury, um, and Mostert obviously stayed hot, but um, oh well, nothing you can do there. Um, yeah, picked up Aubrey. Uh, that might have been some of my only trades, actually. Uh, yeah, added Dak Prescott off of waivers. I dropped Deshaun Watson. Uh, I did. Somebody offered me, uh, Calvin Ridley for Christian Kirk, and I ended up taking that. Uh, I don't know if that was necessarily the best move either, but I think, uh, I guess, given the situation, I, I was set at, the position so it was more of like uh i'm okay with trading away christian kirk a consistent 10 points if, if i can like i was willing to take on the risk of a more boom bust player like calvin ridley basically uh i picked up tank dell off of waivers which was huge uh jake ferguson was off of waivers um and then oh i picked up tank dell off of waivers and then traded him and calvin ridley and i got cj C.J. Stroud and Devontae Adams. That's right. Okay. But then I turned around and I traded C.J. Stroud and Mike Evans for Josh Dobbs and Saquon Barkley. That was basically just for Barkley. Um, Dobbs didn't last very long. Um, so, yeah, a lot of trades. I felt like most of them, in hindsight, were really beneficial. Uh, like I said, uh, some I told you guys, some of those trade offers came in. I couldn't hit except fast enough, you know? And uh honestly, I think I was just first to the waivers and I think uh I had several really good waiver wire pickups. So that's uh that was the team. Yeah, I mean the the trend for a lot of these winners is, you know, making moves on the waiver wire can really help. I mean he Kyron Williams. You you get him and you you pretty much have an R B one. Um, at that point, so also uh, Gus Edwards uh, as well. Parker had him um, and did uh, really well as well. Uh, you know, getting touchdowns, not just the yards, but you know, getting those six plus points, uh, which is so important. And then also, Josh, you mentioned mentioned some players that really popped off um, this final week here. You had Aaron Jones. He's had a really good end to the season after starting good and then not having a good middle of the pack season, which I, I had him for and I was experiencing that too. So it's good to see him finish the year strong. Um, and then there was another running back that you mentioned that um, forgetting the name. Oh, Najee Harris. Um, him ending the year really well against the Ravens. That that was that was pretty big for you. So, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, you and Parker can you know go off in the sunset together. That's pretty cute. Uh, so we'll move on to the wild card weekend. We what do they call it? The the super wild card weekend. We have a lot of games going on this weekend. Um, not as many as you know the regular season. It's over. But um, we'll start with. Houston, um, again, hosting the Browns. Joe Flacco and the Browns. After not playing next uh, last week, they're they're going to be suited up um, in Houston. Tony, right now, Cleveland is favorited to win by two and a half. Absolutely, great matchup. Um, I'm going to go uh, with Houston plus two and a half. I think they get the upset at home. with you, Josh? Um, oof. Uh. Man, um, 
I feel like I'm gonna go with the Browns in this one. I don't know. Uh, I know CJ's had a phenomenal year, uh, and they are the home team. But uh, I feel like the playoff atmosphere might be a bit more. I mean, see, by all accounts, CJ seems like he's built for the moment. But uh, I think I'll, I'll take I'll I'll ride with Flacco just because uh, I know. I mean, that, that he has a Super Bowl, you know, so. Uh, I'm kind of just banking on more of the uh, experience there. So I'll, I'll take the Browns. Yeah, I, I really want to take the Texans. Trust me, I, I like their story. I'm very confident in them as a team, but I'm also, you know, high on Joe Flacco and the Browns. I think they're the more healthy team. Um, playing inside of the stadium, don't have to worry about weather. I'm going to take the Browns. Sparker, who you got? Man, you guys are all taking the Browns. Oh, not uh, Tony. You know, I could just see uh, Tony's taking the 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 Texans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll. You know what, Tony? We're gonna be we're gonna have cousins um, embrace here, and we're gonna take the Texans together. I like the pick, man. I want to pick CJ Stroud too. Every time I pick against him, he beats me. So we'll see. Sorry, Josh. Don't mean to go down with you here, but. Um, yeah, let's, let's start with you on this one, Josh. We have the Saturday night game being in Kansas City. The weather for this one is the story of the game. Minus one right now is what they're predicting the temperature to be. I'm sure the feels like temperature is going to be much, much worse. Josh, um, the spread started at minus four KC and it's gone up by half a point. Um, you can take this game away. Talk about it a little bit if you want to. Kansas City minus four and a half. Hammer it. <laughs> um, well, it's. I mean, like you talked about the weather. Obviously, a a team from Miami is like there's you can't simulate negative one degree. Um, so I, I I do think it's gonna play a factor. I really think that it's just the injuries that have piled up that are gonna be the issue for this team. And I mean. Unless Fangio dials up a masterclass, I don't know. The one thing that gives me hope as a as a Dolphins fan is that, you, you know, they always say running and defense travels, right? We've been pretty good in the run game when we don't abandon it. Um, the pass game kind of has its moments. Uh, the defense, for being as banged up as they are, I mean, they had like, two or three interceptions or turnovers against Josh Allen last week. So they're obviously not anywhere near their potential uh, just because of all of the injuries. Uh, but I, I feel like the defense might be able to steal a couple possessions. The offense, if they commit to the run, we might be able to have a little bit more success. If you think about it, the Germany game really came down to Tyreek getting stripped and a, a crazy play by the defense to lateral it for a fumble, recovery, lateral touchdown by the defense. Um, aside from that, it was a close game. Now, granted, we were uh, a lot uh, healthier at that point, but I mean, every team is kind of, you know, bad on injuries at this point. Maybe not to the extent of Miami, but, you know, I, I'm not going to rely on that as a excuse, even though I definitely think it's part of the equation. Um, so, yeah, but 
the Dolphins' struggles in prime time against teams with the winning record, I just and the injuries again. I just I don't really have faith. Like I, I'll obviously be pulling for them, and I want us to win, but I I don't see it happening against this team. And for all we know, Patrick Mahomes turns into Jesus himself in the playoffs. So, like, what can you do? Yeah, so I, I think Kansas City wins. Um, hopefully, Miami can at least keep it competitive and maybe even surprise me. Okay, so you're taking the you're taking KC minus four and a half, right? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Me, man. Oh, I don't know what to do with this one. This is tough because we've all been waiting. Not, not. I mean, teams that are people that don't like the Chiefs probably haven't been waiting, but. As a football fan, I'm sure we've all been waiting to see the real Chiefs because we haven't seen that at all, really, throughout the year, maybe a few times here and there. I don't think we're going to see it again. I'm, I'm, this game is going to go down to, I think, the final possession, in my opinion. I'll take KC, but I'm not going to take it with the four and a half. Maybe I'm crazy. This weather is not making me feel confident. I think the Dolphins, have they ran the ball really, really well last week. Um, they're going to probably do that. They're going to try to do that. And if they get success, look out because Tyree can open the game up. But also the Chiefs will be running the ball as well against a defense that's very beaten up. So the Dolphins need to stay consistent with their offense. They need to continuously run the ball, get yards, you know, take chunks off, off out of the clock and play that type of game with the Chiefs. I think they can do it, but um, very iffy. I'll take the Dolphins to cover the, the four and a half, or not cover, but... Uh, I'll take Dolphins plus four and a half. Tony, um, I'm still taking the Chiefs, though, um, to win the game, but I'll take the Dolphins here. Tony, who you got that you can send to Parker? All righty. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm kind of with Josh. Like, I, I really do want to see the Dolphins try to pull it off on the road, but I just – it's hard to – I know it's very cliche, but just it's hard to go against um, Patrick Mahomes at home in the playoffs. Um, so I'll, I'll go Chiefs minus four and a half, but I'm hoping that, yeah, the Dolphins keep it interesting and like, but how about you, Parker? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. I think they just keep running the ball and their defense is, you know, playing pretty good. And I don't know, Miami just doesn't play good in really super cold games. And this game is really, really, really cold. So it's just, I want my, I mean, this kind of guy, like a, a tear down my heart here because you know I like both teams, but I just think uh, Kansas City is going to win this one. Yeah, you guys are convincing me, but I'm not going to do it. I'll go down with the the crowd here, not the crowd, but I'll go down with the ship here, Josh, just for you, buddy. Um, moving on to the Sunday slate, we have Buffalo hosting the Steelers. The Steelers make it in, making it in the playoffs after you know I think winning four to five straight games, so uh, impressive work with them. But right now, Tony, Buffalo, they're favorited to win by 10 at home. Definitely, yeah. This is a really good uh, matchup, I would say, on paper. Um, I think I'm going to take, I mean, I think the Bills will win, but I'm going to take the Steelers plus 10 and a half, or plus 10. Um, I, th- I feel like every time Mike Tomlin gets a chance in the playoffs, he keeps things competitive, you know, minus the, the Roethlisberger unfortunate last game against the Chiefs a handful of years ago or a couple of years ago. Anyways, um, I'll take the Bills to win on the road, but I, I think the Steelers keep it interesting. I, I think they were working on some good stuff um, this past week against Baltimore. Maybe Mason Rudolph comes out again and impresses. We'll have to see. How about you, Josh? Yeah, uh, this is another interesting one because, uh, like, 
Josh Allen might like Patrick Mahomes turn into Jesus himself on the field. The Josh Allen that we saw against the Dolphins in the first half was not the same Josh Allen we saw in the second half last week. And he can be so wildly inconsistent. And for me, the interesting thing about the Bills is that they seem to play up or down to their competition. I feel like uh, everybody remembers them getting into a nail-biter with like the Giants. Uh, a week after Miami had beaten the same team by 20. And a week before that, Buffalo blew out Miami by 30. So I feel like the Bills can really struggle sometimes with playing up or down to competition. Again, it's the playoffs. Maybe they flip a switch and blow them out. But um, I'm going to lean. I'm going to take the Steelers plus 10 just because Honestly, I don't want to see a playoff game turn into a blowout. So that's a lot of my reasoning. I, I feel like the Steelers will find a way to at least keep it close. And maybe the Bills, you know, like I said, maybe they kind of play down to the competition like I feel like they have some this season. So, Yeah, for me, I, I think I'm going to run with the Bills. I just don't think the Steelers' defense is matched up well against the Bills. Maybe past Steelers' defenses that were really nasty would be able to combat this type of offense, especially in Buffalo. But I think the Buffalo Bills will uh, explode here. I think uh, I'll take the Bills. Here. Parker, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to be around with you too, um, Rob. I think the uh, Bills are going are gonna to win this game uh, with Mason Rudolph and uh, TJ Watt out. Uh, Mason Rudolph starting rather in TJ Watt out. So. Yeah, that, that's a big, big blow uh, for the Steelers, of course. But um, yeah, if they move on, they might get him back. So um, moving on, we have an interesting game here. We have Mike McCarthy hosting his former team, the Packers, Jordan Love, uh, doing a great job of winning games, playing awesome football, and uh, getting his team into the playoffs. The 9 8 Packers will be on the road against the 8 0 at home Cowboys, Tony. Dallas is favorited to win by seven and a half with Mike McCarthy's job potentially on the line if he doesn't get this done. Holy snap. Uh, yes, the last time the Packers actually played a playoff game in Dallas, they won that one as well. No, that was with Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby, but numbers don't lie. Um, I'm going to go solely with my heart on this one. I'm going to take Dallas minus seven and a half and hope that they uh, not green bay out but i would not be surprised if green bay keeps it really really close and they cover that so again i'll take dallas minus seven and a half but i would not be surprised if green bay played really 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 well how about you josh uh and i think i might i think i'm gonna take the packers plus seven and a half here like i could see the cowboys winning by a touchdown even then they technically wouldn't cover though you know so I, I think I could see the Packers. You know, they're on a three-game win streak here. I feel like they're playing decent ball. Um, I Part of me says that Jordan Love in a playoff game on the road, you know, the, I know the Cowboys have been good at home. I'm not saying the Packers win, but I think they keep it within seven and a half. Uh, so I think I'm going to take the Packers in this. Yeah, you know what? Man, the, it feels like Dallas for being such a good team, eight no at home, twelve and five record. Their backs up are against the, their backs are against the wall right now. I mean, if they lose this game, 
who knows what's going to happen because of what happened, you know, last year and years before that. But I think the Cowboys destroy the Packers as much as I, you know, don't want to jinx it. I think, I think the Cowboys run away with this one at home. I, I really do. Parker, um, do you have those same thoughts or no? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Josh, you do make a compelling argument. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the Cowboys are really playing really, really good right now. And CD Lamb is a problem. Uh, Dak's playing really, really good. That offensive line is playing good, and the defense is playing really, really good too. So, um, I think it's just you know the Packers' a little stepping stone uh, to being one of the great teams again. Uh, you know by just making the playoffs. But uh, I think we're going to go with uh, Dallas here. Yeah. Perfect. Um, another interesting storyline game. My God, I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be awesome. We have the Rams. <laughs> Um, visiting Detroit, Detroit hosting a playoff game for the first time and since dinosaurs were well, on earth. Um, the Lions here, 12 and 5, um, versus the Rams, who are at 10 and 7. And right now, Tony, the Matt Stafford, Jared Goff game, the revenge game for both two, both of those two players, um, have Detroit winning by, by three points at home. Who you got? 51 and a half points over under, by the way. Wow. A lot of fireworks. Um, I'm going to be going with Detroit in this one, minus three. Um, they kind of made mention of it last week about the Lions atmosphere and how a lot of people are looking forward to this weekend um, and seeing that again. And uh, I'm really intrigued with that as well. It'll be really, really cool to see a home Detroit playoff game. Feels like forever. Um, they did also, I, I think we forgot to mention it a little bit earlier and I kind of wanted to point this out, but also Detroit did uh, already raise their 2023 NFC North Championship Division banner, uh, but yeah, I I I think it'd be a good story for the Lions. But I mean, you can make the argument too that it would be a great story for Stafford as well to kind of come back home and take a win on on the road. But yeah, I'll go with, with Detroit. How about you, Josh? I think I'm gonna go with Detroit as well. I feel like I've picked too many underdogs already. I need to get a couple favorites to balance it out. I do worry about. Not picking the underdog in this one, though, because I feel like, uh, you know, the Rams, I feel like, have been playing pretty well, and they're not blowing teams out. I'm pretty sure their last, like, four or five games have been one-possession games. So they've been in a lot of close games, and they found ways to win, you know? And what do I expect in the playoffs? A close game, and... You look at their record in one possession games. Well, I don't know. The Lions have been in three one possession games the last three weeks and won them all as well. So it's like you know, it's man, it's tough. I I think I'm gonna go with the Lions here, but that that three point spread is very accurate in my opinion. I think this might be the closest game we see all week. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Josh. A lot of people are talking about Matt Stafford and his revenge to Detroit. We have to remember that there is another player involved with this trade, Jared Goff. And a lot of people are up and down about him, kind of like me. I mean, he's had his really bad games, but um, for the majority of the year, he's played good football. And I think he is going to outshine Matt Stafford. I think he's going to help his team get the win at home and play a, a big, big role in it. I'll take the Lions uh, with those three points. Parker, what about you? Um, you know, I think I'm going to go against all of you. I think all of you are picking Detroit. 
I think uh, Matthew Stafford is going to come back into Detroit, and uh, you know, I think that they're going to win. I think they got a really good offense. Uh, with Williams, Nikua. I mean, these guys are these guys are pretty solid. Uh, I'm I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, that should make for an interesting game for sure. Another interesting one here. We have the sliding. And this is Monday Night Football, by the way. We have the sliding Eagles uh, on the road to face the NFC South champions, uh, the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, um, there could be some rain. I'm seeing a little rain indicator on my on my uh, um, schedule here. So potential weather game. Not too sure, but right now, Tony, the Eagles are favored to win on the road by three. You know, I think I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. I think, so I'll take Philadelphia at minus three. I think uh, the Buccaneers have done some really great things this year. Baker Mayfield has been a fantastic story. Um, I just, they need to do a little bit more on offense to convince me. I think a 9 nothing win last week was gritty, um, and it was a hard-fought win, but just it didn't, I think we expected a little bit more for them, especially against the Panthers. Um but the Eagles definitely, yeah, they need to get some things cleaned up. I think I mentioned that last week. But I think in the end, I think the Eagles' experience will uh, will prevail. And I think the Eagles will find a way. How about you, Josh? Oh, Josh, you muted. We have a mute. Well, okay, mute. Full disclaimer. Full, full disclaimer. I heard my space bar click. I knew I pressed it. And it just, it didn't work. Okay. I, 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 I like, I'm not counting that one on technicality. I pressed the button. I can't help <laughs> oh, it. we are, buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. so, uh, dang it, dude. I, I literally, I heard the space bar and started yapping. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the last time these two teams played, Week three, the Eagles won 25-11. to 11. I know it's hard to beat a team twice in a season, but they've played – it was so long ago, you know. It, it I feel like it's it's difficult to to compare. Um, I, I think I'm going to take the, the Eagles to snap their little skid that they've been on uh, just because I feel like they are the better team and they should win. But – if things really hit the fan, I like, and they they manage to lose this game, then I I do think there's a chance that Sirianni's gone. I I don't blame you at all. I'm I'm with you like 100 with this one. I look back at that game that they played against each other. It just seemed like the Eagles were like, you know, they're they're a little bit built better, and that but that was at a point in time where the Eagles were playing good football. They were playing mistake three, and now it seems like it's flipped over. Uh, on its side, but I, I'm going to take the Eagles on the road. Um, I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast, and they were talking about how, um, you know, players have been talking about the loss of all their coaches that they had to deal with um, because of last year's success and uh, players being injured. So it's been a long year for them. I don't feel sorry for them, um, but uh, <laughs> they have been going through a lot. They played always in the Super Bowl last year, and now um in the playoffs so that's a lot of football games in the last two years um you have to think that it's probably wearing wearing them down a bit um but i'll take the eagles on the road here i think they survived this wild card round parker who you got you know i think with that eagle secondary i think i'm gonna go against you guys again i'm gonna take the bucks to win this game uh i see baker mayfield warming up with the uh can of zins in his pocket uh 
during practice. And once I see that, I think I, I, I think I knew that uh, he was get, he was out for uh, vengeance, and that he's he's gonna win this uh, playoff game here. Parker, if you uh, if you want to write the ship, you're doing the the right stuff here. So I think you've gone against us the last uh, two games and kind of halfway on the first game as well. But yeah, that's gonna do it for our predictions. We're not going to be talking fantasy football, but uh, to you gentlemen, get ready to recap your teams because we're going to be doing that in the next couple of weeks. And then I think uh, we'll do the You're the GM. That's going to be returning, I think. That should be that should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll be our GMs and see what we can do to fix our teams. Um, but first, we got to recap our teams. And we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, that's good. That's going to do it. Uh, everybody enjoyed the Super Wild Card weekend. Um, Josh. Hope your team is still standing by the end of this week. We will see, but um, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye. See ya.